It's Christmas time. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. Three NFL games on Christmas Day. And the NBA season officially begins. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight Out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your Christmas. A trio of games finishes off week 16 in the NFL. And five marquee NBA games on Christmas Day, the unofficial start of the NBA season. The Vegas lead, AJ, it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we're doing a show for our audience because we couldn't leave you guys hanging. For this Christmas holiday, you know, and whether you're listening to this on Christmas Eve or waking up on Christmas morning and listening to this pod, we wish you, your family and your friends, the happiest of holiday seasons. And here's to winning some money this Christmas year. Yes. And we'll be back back on as usual uh, on Wednesday morning. But we're going to, you know, you're getting this early. We're going to take Monday and Tuesday off and uh, we'll be back in your ears on Wednesday. Back to normal. Absolutely, and uh, we'll have a special guest coming up on this pod. Uh, first to- first appearance on Straight Out of Vegas. Not the first appearance on the podcast feed. If you listen to the NBA podcast here on pregame.com, you know Manaf, who hosts the NBA pod. He will join us as we break down the five NBA games here coming on Christmas Day. But AJ, the NFL is always going to be the lead, and we have three games on Christmas Day to wrap up week 16. The action starts in Kansas City with the Chiefs double-digit favorites over the Raiders. And I love this sell-high spot, if if you can call it a high spot, on the Las Vegas Raiders. After the 63 points that they scored last week, you know they're going to come back down to earth. Yeah, what we saw last week wasn't real. They they happened to play a team that had rolled over and died and quit. And that's not the that's that's not the Kansas City Chiefs who are still out there, you know, trying to figure out their offense. Um it, the Raiders are really hard to to read right now, but I I don't think they're anything close to what we saw last week. If you think about the four games before last week, O'Connell had started those games 11 and a half points per game the Raiders had scored. So, uh I don't love the idea of backing the Chiefs as double-digit favorites here. You know, the last seven games, Chiefs are three and four straight up. Their scoring margin is plus one. They've been very average, but it does include a 14-point win at these Raiders. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's Chiefs or nothing for me, but I I think I'll be out of this one. So I wound up going with the Chiefs on the Dream Pod, and my initial play on this game was actually the under on the Raiders team total. But then I thought about it, and I said, you know what? If the Raiders don't score, the Chiefs are going to cover double digits, right? So think about this. In 11 career starts against the Raiders, the Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes, I have to specify that, 11 career starts against the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes has scored an average of 35.5 points per game. He has never scored fewer than 28 points against the Raiders. He has scored over 35 in six of those games. They scored 31 against them a month ago. And let's talk about that game a month ago. It was here in Vegas, same matchup. Aiden O'Connell was the starter. So we, we you know, there was no, no change for either of these teams. The line was nine and a half. What's been the difference from, you know, the game that we saw a month ago 
to what we're going to see here on Christmas Day. How is there no line change? The games in Kings in Kansas City, it's got to be at least minus 12, minus 13. Yeah, I, I think you're right when you look at it that way. Uh, I do think there's an overreaction to what we saw the Raiders do last week. And like I said, I, I don't believe that's real. And just some other stats that are anti-Raiders. Uh, uh, I went, went through the database looking at teams that you know score 50, 55 points, 60 points. So look at this. Teams after scoring 50 points since 2021, they only averaged 23 points per game. But after scoring 60 points, 0-3 ATS, um, 20.7 points per game they're only scoring. They're 0-8 ATS since the 1970 merger. That's teams that score 60 points in their previous game. Um, in the Super Bowl era, 1-9 ATS. Mm. And the Raiders, they've gone under their team total 11 of 14 games this season. So, and that includes the 63-point outburst last week. I can only fade the Raiders here, so I'll lay it with the Kansas City Chiefs. The afternoon game is the Giants at the Eagles. Another high spread, Philly laying 13 and a half. And is this the ultimate get-right spot for Philly? Feels that way. I mean, Philly's been a team that you know I, I've not had much nice to say about lately. I, I think they've been very fortunate, and uh, I, I don't think they are as good as their record says they are. But they've also been running through a, a hell of a schedule. And I, what I liked about them was last week they outplayed their opponent. Uh, they, they had been outplayed, it seems like, handily for about six weeks in a row. They won some of those games. They lost some of those games. But last week against the Eagles, a game that they lost, they looked like they were the better team. So it looked like that's what they, they're starting to find that level again. Uh, I, I think given what we saw, I mean, DeVito, I don't want to say he he like, you know, the, the clock struck 12, but it kind of did. Uh, and, and he just looked like a, a guy who shouldn't be in the NFL. Um I, I think we see more of that. It's starting to get out of a, a comfortable range. Like getting up to 13 is more than I want to lay with this Eagles team because I don't really love the Eagles offense right now. Uh, but I, I, it's the only way I can look. I, I want nothing to do with these Giants right now. It seems just like a game where the Eagles are going to cruise and, and you know, maybe Jalen Hurts doesn't go all out in the second half. It, it just it, it just feels like a, a cruising victory for Philadelphia and who knows maybe the Giants will push him but I don't think home cooking is going to do Philly well you know returning home after two road games I think Philly wins and wins big the Super Bowl preview the 49ers hosting the Ravens San Francisco five and a half point favorites at the time that we record this pod so money you know maybe money came in on on the Ravens by the time you're listening to this but AJ I, I think you feel strongly about the trends backing Baltimore as an underdog here. Yeah, and I mean, in in particular, like Lamar as an underdog is just an absolute force. Uh, as a an underdog or a favorite of less than a field goal, fifteen and one ATS. Uh, that's Lamar Jackson, and we know the stat about him versus the NFC. Lamar's nineteen and one straight up against the NFC, and and there's some concerns about the health of the 49ers with, you know, last week they, they were missing Eric Armstead and they were missing Jamar, uh, Javon Hargrave and the Cardinals ran for 234 yards against this defense, 7.8 yards per carry. Mm. I, I, I believe this, the, I've, I've said all year long, the Niners are the best team. The Niners are the best team. I still believe that, but are they really four points better than the next best team in the league? I think the, I think the Ravens are the second best team. 
if we give them a point and a half for for home field, we're saying that the the 49ers are four points better than the field. I just don't know that I can get there considering that they're banged up right now. I also like the over in this game. Uh, you know, the total at 47, I think, is a little too low considering how banged up this Niners uh, defense is. And I, I don't think that the Ravens are going to stop the 49ers offense. The 49ers are going to get theirs. I, I like mm-hmm. Baltimore to cover. I like San Francisco to win. I know it feels like you're kind of threading a needle there, but I just think in anything more than four points just feels like uh, like gravy for these Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, 10 wins by double digits for the 49ers through 14 games. It's the most since the 2007 Patriots. Um, here's some positive trends for the Ravens. 19-3-1 and one against the spread in their last 23 games as an underdog. This season, they're 11-1-2 on the first quarter money line. So we know the Ravens start out fast. And AJ, for your side, seven consecutive underdogs have won outright on Monday night football this season. That's wild. That is the longest, that's the longest stretch in NFL history for Monday night football. But Brock Purdy, when the lights are on, he absolutely shines. He's made six nighttime starts for the 49ers. He is five and one, both straight up and against the spread in those games. At Iowa State, six and oh in night games. So <laughs> he likes to shine when the lights are the brightest. And for everyone saying he's not the MVP because it's all dinks and dunks, here's the stats because numbers don't lie. He is averaging 9.9 yards per attempt this season. That is the highest of any passer with 100 or more pass attempts since 1966. And right now, Brock Purdy is averaging more yards per attempt than Kurt Warner in the greatest show on turf year. So shut up about the dinks and dunks. Brock Purdy is your MVP this season. Although Ravens win this game, you know, the the odds on Lamar are certainly going to decrease, right? Yeah. You know, people are going to be betting on Lamar as like, I just, I don't like it. I, I don't think Lamar deserves to be in the MVP discussion. But the Ravens will have the best record in, in, in the AFC, and he'll be the quarterback on that team. So this game could decide a lot for not just both these teams, but the future, the awards market as well. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas, and they got a water bottle, and they got like a celery chopped up. And... Let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1. And all of a sudden, you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that, that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and Five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. 
That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? Is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With Pick 6, you're not going against another player or players. You're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Joining us now on Straight Out of Vegas AM to go over the start of the NBA season. That's right, Christmas, the start of the real NBA season. Uh, he hosts our NBA pod here on the pregame feed. Munaf Manji. Munaf, how are you, man? It's, it's been, we should have had you on before. I don't know what's wrong with us. We're, we're terrible hosts, because but it's AJ, great to have you on the, the show. Because, AJ, the season didn't start yet. We, I know they oh, had that's that, what it was. They had that preseason tournament that was fun, but the NBA season starts on Christmas Day, and that's why we have Munaf on for this Christmas pod. Yeah, you know, the cat for the casual fans, it does start on Christmas Day for like hardcore DJs like myself and Sleepy. We uh we start October twenty-fourth. But uh yeah, AJ, I'm kinda of disappointed. Being a Houston guy as well, it took you a while to get me on your pod. It's terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible of me. Uh so let's talk about these Christmas Day lines. And the, these lines have been up since basically the start of the of you know of the hardcore season, as you call it. Uh but how much have have these lines moved? And I guess let's just start with the Bucks and Knicks. The Bucks three and a half point favorites. Uh, at the New York Knicks on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, is it, where did it open up at, and and how have these two teams done relative to expectations so far this season? Yeah, the line has – I haven't seen a lot of movement on these Christmas Day lines. I mean, like you mentioned, they've been up for months. But I think for the NBA, it's really that these lines have pretty much stayed – where they are, unless there's some significant injuries that have happened for these teams that are playing on Christmas Day, there hasn't been a lot of line movement. But I think something for the NBA Christmas Day games that we should worth uh, noting is something similar to what we see in the NFL on Thanksgiving Day that favorites dominate uh, on Christmas Day in the NBA. So since the 2016 season, I'll mention this before we talk about the Bucks and the Knicks game, favorites 24-11 and 11 straight up, 68.6%. 21-14 against the spread, 60%. And then uh, the over is actually 19-13-3 and three, um, for about 59%. If we want to break that down over the last couple seasons, since the 2020 season, favorites 12-3 and three straight up, 80%, 9-6 against the spread, 60%. And we're seeing a lot of points, 11-4 to the over uh, in those Christmas Day games. But um, Bucks and Knicks, this is going to be the third matchup this season between these two teams. And... The Bucs have won both games uh, thus far this season. 2-0 straight up. They are 1-1 against the spread. This is going to be the sixth consecutive year for the Milwaukee Bucks playing on Christmas Day. They are 3-2 straight up. 2-3 against spread. 4-1 towards the over. 
I think the one thing that really stuck out to me, guys, for the uh, New York Knicks is that they've struggled on Christmas Day for whatever reason. I'm not sure if it's because of the early start, uh, but on Christmas Day, one and four straight up are the New York Knicks, one and four against the spread. Um, and also worth noting here why I do like the Bucks against the spread here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the day by going with the favorite here. The Knicks defense has taken a little bit of a hit. They did lose Mitchell Robinson, their defensive anchor. Uh, for the rest of the season, he's dealing with an ankle injury. So in 21 games with um, Mitchell Robinson at that center position, the Knicks had a defensive rating of 112.8. They were only allowing 112 points per game in that span. Now the eight games without him, that defensive rating goes to 121.5, and they're allowing 12 more points per game without Mitchell Robinson on the floor. And now you welcome... Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, uh, Damian Lillard to Madison Square Garden, where the Bucks have had a lot of success. Give me the Bucks minus three and a half here. I'm going to go chalk with this first game. Well, Manoff, I, I used to work Knicks games for you know uh, first ten years of my career, and I've I've you know done the Christmas Day games <laughs> countless times because the Knicks were always on Christmas, and. I feel like there's been a trend going to the under on that noon tip-off for the Knicks on Christmas Day. What do you think about the under in the Knicks Bucks? I, I think you're 100% correct, Scott. That that early start time night and Pacific 12 on the East Coast, it may take a little bit for this team or both of these teams to, I guess, wake up maybe the uh, for a lack of better words. I think we may see some more points being scored in the second half, but I couldn't talk you off of taking either a full game under, or if you just want to take it to the first half under, maybe take a little bit for these teams to, you know, get going uh, shots, maybe a little bit short in that first half, but I definitely could not talk to you for the under, uh, at least in the first half of this game. Maybe that's the way to go. The under in the first half. Uh, let's move on to the second game. It's the Warriors at the Nuggets. What type of performance can we expect here from Golden State, who's been just wildly inconsistent? You know, this was a team last year, guys, that the Warriors absolutely struggled on the road. I mean, for a championship uh, caliber team and quote unquote, the dynasty, if you want to crown them that for the Warriors, they were just 11 and 30 straight up on the road last season. They've, they've corrected that this season, at least. Right. So, so far this year on the road, uh, the um, the Golden State Warriors, they are eight and six straight up. They're six and eight against the spread. But. I think the one thing that actually happened this week for the Golden State Warriors is that Steve Kerr finally recognized that he had to make some type of change to the starting lineup. He moved Kamal Looney and Andrew Wiggins to the bench. He inserted some of their younger guys, uh, Pods. Uh, they also added Jonathan Kaminga into that starting lineup. And again, Warriors, this is another team that has been playing on Christmas Day, so they're used to the kind of the ebbs and flows of what transpires on Christmas Day. Denver Nuggets have struggled against the um, spread, especially on Christmas Day. They're only 1-2 and two straight up and 0-3 against the spread in those games. So I like what the Warriors have trended, especially over the last two weeks. I think this is a game where they can come into Denver in the Mile High City and give the defending champions a run for their money. Give me the points here. I thought this was a little bit too many points for the Denver Nuggets. I'm on the Warriors here and Steph Curry. Give me the plus 5.5. Yeah, the Warriors, I mean, what was the the expectation at the beginning? Like, has this line moved at all, I guess I should ask, because no one thought that, well, no one knew for sure that Draymond would be suspended by now or that the, 
you know, Clay Thompson would be the ghost of Clay Thompson. Are we are we getting any value considering those those factors have changed since the beginning of the year? Yeah, I think this this line has moved at least half a point to a point, obviously in favor of the Denver uh, Nuggets. This number was, I want to say, four and a half uh, in favor of the Denver Nuggets. And like you mentioned, with Draymond Green pretty much being that that engine that makes this offense go for the uh, Golden State Warriors, he's not going to be with this team for at least another two to three weeks at minimum with the suspension and all the things that he has to get done before he can get back on the court. And I think... That's what made Steve Kerr make the change in that starting lineup. And you mentioned Clay Thompson during this season has not been very good, but at least over this last week, AJ, he's actually kind of found his shot and he's provided that support to Steph Curry where they've needed the most. So I, I like the combo of the Splash Brothers in this game here. I think they do give uh, the Denver Nuggets a run for the money, if not at least cover the spread of five and a half right now. Manoff, let's get into the Lakers here who host the Celtics and it's it's amazing. They're so predictable, this Lakers team. You just knew that LeBron was going to have them, you know, revved up and trying to win the in-season tournament. It's just something that's just so typical LeBron that he wanted to be the first player to win the in-season tournament. But since that tournament ended, they stink. They <laughs> seem to have no interest in winning these basketball games. But now it's Christmas Day. And this would be so LeBron to get his team amped up to win on Christmas Day. I don't know about you, but I can't bat. I can't go against the Lakers here in a, you know, eyeballs are watching type game. This is going to be LeBron's 18th uh, Christmas Day game, guys. 18 Christmas Day game. And he's been absolutely dominant on Christmas Day. And Scott, I mean, you nailed it. He didn't play in this last game against the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, getting that extra rest and ready to go on Christmas Day um for the la lakers but the lakers catching two points at home here i love the spot here for the lakers the boston celtics on the road this season have not been very good three eight and two against the spread i expect anthony davis to get up for this game it's uh it's christmas day game in la in what do they call it now crypto arena where the name is now i still call it the staple center for the la lakers lebron he's gonna ball out in this game uh, give me the Lakers here getting the two points here against the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think what Scott said about, you know, LeBron, when the lights are on, it seems well like he he does his best. And obviously, Christmas, this is going to be a, a very heavily watched game. Philadelphia is at Miami. The Sixers are a one-point dog on the road. And Joel Embiid, I mean, any there were people who were complaining or, or questioning if he should have won the MVP last year. It looks like he might be in line to to be the MVP this year. Joel Embiid playing as well as anybody. Uh, where are the Sixers at in your mind relative to a year ago? And and does this line feel right against the Heat? Yeah, post James Harden era, right? And I think there was obviously a lot of hype with this team um, when James Harden was there. I mean, AJ, you're familiar with you know oh, yes. when Harden was with the Rockets. <laughs> he. he to put it lightly, he he cared about his stats, and maybe winning wasn't uh, a priority for him. But now, I mean, you take a look at this Sixers team. Uh, Joel Embiid is, I think we could say, playing even better than he was uh, last season when he actually did win the MVP. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, I saw a guy that we haven't really been able to talk about because Joel Embiid has just been so dominant. He's really taken the next step uh, for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers at that point guard position, taking over James Harden. But when it comes to the Miami Heat, as a home favorite, I have a rule. Don't bet uh, 
on the Miami Heat when they are a home favorite. So just this season alone, I know they're only a one-point favorite right now. They're three and seven against the spread as home favorites. When we go back to last season, guys, Miami Heat as home favorites, 18, 33, and two against Eesh. the spread. That's 35.3% against the spread. Um, I don't think, even with Bam at that center uh, position, I just don't think they have enough answers right now for uh, Joel Embiid. And Jimmy Butler has been out for the past several games thing with an injury. Um, not sure if he's going to be able to play in this game or not. I like the Sixers in this spot, uh, catching the one point. Uh, again, fade the Miami Heat when they are a home favorite. The final game of the night, the West Coast game. The Suns are hosting the Mavericks. Phoenix favored at home in this one over Dallas. Does KD rise to the occasion here on Christmas? I think this is a good big game here for the uh, Phoenix Suns. And we talk about the the line in this game. This line has definitely moved uh, in favor of the Phoenix Suns because Kyrie Irving uh, has been dealing with a foot injury. He's been out for the past several, or at least the last week or so for the Dallas Mavericks. I don't expect him to play in this game either. I think this is an ultimate spot here for the Phoenix Suns. Um, we saw what transpired between these two teams in the playoffs a couple of seasons ago. And I know that Kevin Durant wasn't in that uh, game or on this team in that playoff series, but Devin Booker was. And Devin Booker and Luka are quietly developing some type of rivalry here. So I expect this team um, for the Phoenix Suns with Kevin Durant, with Devin Booker, uh, to get up in the spot against the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks just have not been very good defensively this season. And now you have to go up against a two-headed monster in uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Um, expect some revenge on the mind here. If you want to, if you're a player prop better, maybe look at Devin Booker's points and assists to go over in this game. I think he's going to go and try to ball out against Luka Doncic. But I like this Phoenix Suns here in the last game of the night. Give me the minus four and a half for the Phoenix Suns hosting the uh, Dallas Mavericks. I, I know it's hard to know for sure uh, because as as I think that we're going to see Bradley Beal return. But uh, is is that the expectation that he'll be back for this Christmas Day game? So the last thing I read about Bradley Beal that he was going to miss at least two to three weeks because he did suffer that ankle injury and looked pretty significant for uh, Bradley Beal. Um, the debut of that big three was supposed to happen, and it did happen, but that very next game, Bradley Beal uh, rolled that ankle. He is going to be ruled out um, for the game uh, prior to the Christmas Day game, um, and he's missed, I think it's now been five to six games with that ankle injury. I don't expect Bradley Beal to play in this game. They're also possibly going to be without their starting center, Yusuf Nurkic, whose uh, last game was out for personal reasons. Uh, but we'll see if he does play in this game or not. But at least we know that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are going to be playing for the Phoenix Suns. That is NBA expert Munaf Manji. Appreciate the time, Munaf. Where can the people find you on the socials? Yeah, you can find me on the socials, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days, at SportsNerd824. Of course, find me on the NBA pod on RJ Bell's Dream Preview uh, with Sleepy. All righty, we appreciate it, Munaf, and, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. I promise this won't be the last time. Thanks, Munaf. All right, AJ, in the spirit of the Christmas holiday, let's give the people some discounts. We are offering you a chance to save 20% off your purchase at pregame.com. Doesn't matter what you buy. You can take 20% off your purchase. We have two promo codes for this Christmas holiday. Santa 20, that's obvious, and Jolly 20. Use either of them. Use them both. Save as much money as you can at pregame.com. My suggestion and I think, AJ, you would agree with this. We are selling right now 
the 2024 All Access. Basically, what it means is it's simple. Choose your pro of choice, anyone on pregame.com, and you get all of their picks for all of 2024. And that price right now is the lowest it's ever going to be, but you can still take 20% off that lowest price by using our promo codes, either Santa20 or Jolly20. So hurry up, use those promo codes, get the most bang for your buck. But if, if all you want is just like a daily best bet and you want to take 20% off that, sure. If you want a seven-day all-access, sure. You want a weekender access, sure. You want to, whatever you want to use it for, that's our gift to you, the listener. Jolly20, Santa20 saves you 20% at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman, Munaf Manji. I'm Scott Seidenberg, wishing you a merry, merry Christmas. And we will be back in our normal slot Wednesday morning as we gear up for the college football playoffs. Merry Christmas, AJ. Merry Christmas, Scott.